The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeerdelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's most dangerous podcast. <laughs> I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser as usual. And yes, uh, we did have to add a disclaimer to the That's start right. of our show. Um, the Science Council of Canada has advised us that we should uh, make sure that we include any warnings that the show follows science. So uh, yes. listeners may or may not be confused, then they will have to use their discretion when listening to the Three Down Greencast, brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. And, and, and a huge thank you to my buddy Graham uh, out of uh, Edmonton Radio, who uh, was kind enough that, that saw that we needed a disclaimer, reached out, said, dude, I will do it. He's fantastic. Uh, listen to him. I, I, I fear I'm going to get this wrong, but I believe it's Chuck. He does afternoon drive at Edmonton. And if I have that wrong, oh, my God, I am a terrible friend. Okay. You 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 talk some, Joel. I'm going to make sure I got that right. I'm going to look up his Twitter bio. Like, I love the guy to death, so I got to make sure I got this right. The Three Down Greencast, finding out information after we already said it. That's right. Hey, it is Chuck925. There we there go. There we go. Good job. Right. Woohoo! You Race remembered right something. Congratulations, John. You remembered something. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Yeah. So we actually got some uh, some stuff to talk about today. We went on a little bit of an unplanned hiatus, not really for any particular reason. We just kind of didn't record the last few weeks for the lack of stuff happening for the most part. And yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. And in this case, right now, as we sit here on a Friday evening, June 4th, things are looking optimistic for the Canadian Football League. We might have to get used to actually to talking to each other once a yes, week. Yes, we might actually like have to make sure we carve out time to talk about games that are happening. Remember when they used to play right. games in this league? I can't believe we've managed to get this <laughs> podcast going on a semi-regular <laughs> basis for like like basically half this podcast's existence we have had no games to talk about just us and beer and the silliness that is the two of us so kudos i am going to give ourselves a pat on the back for somehow keeping this shit somehow kind of on the rails when basically half of our existence we haven't had games to talk about i mean on the rails in terms of like existing but not really in terms of content because Frankly, our content, we don't really like it to be on the rails. So <laughs> That's, it's very, we love chaos mm -hmm. and we love tangents. So if you're here for serious, if you're new to the program and you're here for serious football analysis from two guys that shouldn't be talking serious football analysis, you are on the wrong spot. We're going to talk about beer and a bunch of other stupid shit with some football mixed in. Yes, if you're looking for like the serious football talk, check out the Three Down Nation Greencast brought to you by Jiffy Lube with uh, John Hodge and Justin Dunk. You can find it on the website and uh, wherever you get your podcasts as well. Mm, they'll lube you up with football information. <sighs> In a jiffy. Because <laughs> they run pretty short things and it ties in the sponsor. Yeah, anyway. That, that's, that's, that's fair. I, just, I, I, I now have a vision of a very oily John Hodge in my head. <laughs> All lubed up and ready to get you your football info. Here's Hodge. Hey, hey, hey. Wearing a fedora and nothing else. 
I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, Joel. <laughs> I've had a few more beers than I normally do before we record because I was watching the Jets game and the Jets were no good, and we're recording later than we normally do. So, uh, yeah, it might get a little oily in here. That's okay. That's that's just the way we like it, I guess. So <laughs> that's that's even though it's funny because <laughs> as we when we get into beers, I'm actually the beer of the night is non-alcoholic. So mm. there's a little teaser in this business. Hmm. The listeners like, are just waiting on the edge of their seats, I'm sure. They bought the whole seat and only used the edge. <laughs> except to find they didn't, out except what they I could possibly be drinking. <laughs> Mostly because I'm rapidly running out of alcohol-fueled beer after that Jets performance today. Anyway, you can also learn about football through Twitter. John Hodge, right. Justin Dunk have Twitter. We have Twitter. Yes, yes. No, is... no oily photos of any of us. Don't worry. No, thank God. Yes, that, that'd be bad. That'd be very bad. Um, Twitter has decided that they're going to get into the premium subscription content, which, in the grand scheme of things, maybe not the worst idea for them. I mean, it's worth a shot. I don't think, they're, I don't think their advertising really pays the bills for them all that well because their advertising nope. algorithms seem to be terrible in just about every single way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when mm. I'm getting like like Christian counseling services uh, and no, that also one, That one sounds ads. on point, yeah. That sounds on point, yeah. That that because I definitely need I definitely need more. Some would argue I need far more church in my life. I would disagree with you, but it does seem on brand, and it seems to just like it's funny because it tells that I'm at a Toyota store all the time. So like, yeah, all of my targeted ads are for Toyota, and it's like Twitter. I work there. It used to be in my bio till people tried to get me fired bunch of rubes yeah so they're coming out then it's like 350 a month that's what they're calling it they're calling it twitter blue and yeah you get some features nothing really all that exciting quite frankly nothing that makes me want to say oh maybe i'd consider paying for that at this point right. in time right it's something i may consider in the future i would probably be more interested in say like an annual plan where say i paid 50 bucks a year to get you know some sort of you know better features on top of no ads obviously but there's some other things that are a little more interesting than what they rolled out i don't even remember what they rolled out that's how one interesting it was um right. so we like the athletic it just shows up on your credit card and you're like oh yeah that's that's okay it's a one-time hit yeah, i see some value in this away we go mm -hmm. um so we put i put the question out on twitter uh we wanted to know from you the listener or people that we know that don't actually listen but 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 interact with us all the time on and, and you we appreciate you guys just as much as everybody else <laughs> absolutely because you come up with a shitload of our content yes so we wanted to know what features dumb or real preferably dumb would you watch in order to pay for a premium Twitter subscription mm -hmm. uh, we'll start of course with friend of the show Jacques Cartier yes now some of these I don't know like I don't know if he if it can really work. Like, I don't think he wants instant lifetime bans for accounts for the following. Now, I don't really think that can work because you can't really ban accounts if you're... Anyway. Unless you're the, you know, racist demagogue that tried to run the United States that swears he's going to be president again here within a month, Joel. Yes. Um, anyway, so we're instead, I'm going to turn, turn it around a little bit and say, okay, basically... The idea is you can basically just without, you know, right now to mute stuff on Twitter, you got to be very precise with wording and mm -hmm. what words you pick, what accounts you would pick, blah, 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 blah. Like right now, I have just about everything around the XFL media muted right now because I'm done with it. 
Um, <laughs> That's fair. Or, 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 or me with a few troll accounts on Twitter that claim to be former offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Or is it defensive linemen? Either way. Either way. Um, Very muted. So Jacques Archie is calling for lifetime bans for accounts, or I guess in this case, maybe instant mutes of terms of anything. So using the term goat, which I'm kind of with, um, I don't think I've ever, I, I, agree. I don't think I've ever used the term goat in terms of the greatest of all time in terms of like the animal. Yeah. I've definitely said goat. Um, but yes, in terms yes. of like, I can't remember, like, I can't say for sure. I've never used it, but in recent memory, I definitely haven't had it. You know, you might be able to search back through my Twitter. Maybe I said it like 10 years ago. I don't know, but right. I haven't used it recently and I don't yeah, intend yeah. on using it anytime soon. Now, this is going to send me off on a bit of a tangent that does chat my ass here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the term of the, as many people know, my first radio job was at 1061 The Goat in Lloydminster. Very long time ago. And people, and after it was purchased by Vista Radio, they transformed it to the greatest rock of all time. No, that's not what it was. It was made up on the back of a napkin by the original program director after way too many beers going, there's too many wolves and, like, eagles out there. Let's be the goat. So they're like, yeah, it's the greatest rock of all time. So, yes, the overuse of the term goat is something that definitely pisses me off far more than it should. And I said I wasn't going to get angry this episode, but I'm angry, Joel. You angry? I am. I am mad, bro. Okay. Uh, Beetle Leafs fan was also on the list using the hashtag is it June and of course advocating for blank ends yes yeah okay 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 lifetime ban for advocating for blank ends I'm, I'm I don't care about the rest of it um, <sighs> but anybody that says blank ends are good get, go just just hmm. leave that's that's <laughs> uh, Greg McCullough from the Piffles podcast yes um, and which, fantasy football league yes more importantly the Piffles podcast was more um he came up with one that I was kind of trying to figure out how to word it in my head, but was one that automatically responds to obvious headlines with huge, if true. <laughs> the little feature to set that up. I thought, I'm like, yeah, that would be great. That, that, would, be, that would be really good. <laughs> it would save me a lot of time to actually not have to like pay attention and it would just do this for me, you know? Right. Right. Mm. But see, what you need to do is you just need to set up a shortcut on your phone. Like when I type in my ad, it gives my full mailing address on my mm. phone. So you just need to be like H I T. And that took me way too long to figure out. Um, <laughs> and it tweets it out for you, Joel. It'll change your life. I swear. <laughs> you tweet your mailing address a lot? <laughs> no, but like I text it. People are like, hey, what's How your How many people are address? mailing you things? Well, it's just easier than saying, oh, I, I shouldn't give out my address on this. I'll have stalkers no, and fans showing up in my house. But, like, anybody that's like, hey, bro, where do you live? It's much easier to go my ad, and they can just plug it into the thing, and the GPS takes it to my house than it is to go fears where I live. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just not a question I'm asked very often, so I don't really think of it. And I think my Apparently keyboard is... Have lots of- my keyboard is running off of my phone once I start typing the, the numbers of my address. Pretty much the whole address pops up anyway. So Yeah, mine doesn't. I have an iPhone. I start typing up the number of my address, and it starts thinking I want a 2-6 of, uh, like, I don't know, litchy liquor. Well, get a smarter phone then. Actually, it's the keyboard. It's the keyboard. It's not necessarily the phone. It's the keyboard that I use on my phone. So. Yeah, but you know what? When I start typing in P-O-R, it knows exactly what I'm trying to do. 
prod someone? <laughs> Knows I'm looking for high quality production companies in Saskatoon. Hmm. Not Pornhub. I shouldn't um, have taken a drink before. Anyways, <laughs> go on with the ideas from our lovely listeners. Please. And from uh, Ferlin, also, you know, everyone knows Ferlin. Uh, a feature to automatically respond with this meme, which is, of course, the golf meme going around recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every time um, uh, Dave Sadnik mentions the CFL. So he's, of course, what's his name in the background? Yes. In this yeah, case, I... and all the rest of us. Or the guy rolling his eyes. That's right. See, what I feel like I would need mm-hmm. is one of my favorite memes to respond to when I don't know how to answer a question somebody throws at me mm-hmm. is the cartoon mask man going, yes. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you do use that one a lot. I've really gotten into, like, the blank stare gifts recently when someone says something really dumb. Right. Or it's just like, huh? Oh, no, you know <laughs> what I need? I need a Twitter function that lets me reply to Mitchell Blair and Terry Jones with the old man yells at Cloud with one button. Because I know I'm muted by Mitch. I know for sure I'm muting by Mitch. And I don't know how Terry Jones has not blocked me yet because I have one I don't know if Terry things... really looks at his mentions that closely, so... Yeah, neither do I. But it's either old man yells at Cloud or how many times do we have to tell you old man... I, I do have one other idea. Okay. And this was this was brought up by a text from my good friend, Adam, the producer of the Global Morning Show here in Saskatoon. Adam texted me today talking about tonight's hockey game. He's like, you know what? I'm still seeing ads from Sportsnet about the fact that the Jets swept the Oilers. And I'm like, well, the algorithm's super busted. And then I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I would pay three doll hairs and 50 cents per month if I could decide what kind of ads my friends saw if I could just like you know sign up and yours is nothing but Eugene Melnick with his hair blowing in the wind and for my Oilers fans friends it would be nothing but Connor McDavid looking sad that I would enjoy if I could do that if I could just like every single day my good friend Adam wakes up and all he sees is Kyle Connor scoring the very first thing he, I would I would pay money for that that would be hilarious it's a pretty good feature yeah it would be it, it this might be the only good idea I bring to the podcast tonight Joel that's entirely possible I don't I don't think and there's any question also, about that actually no and actually it would be surprisingly <clears throat> grand yeah that as well mm-hmm. yeah lots to get to on this episode today um things are looking good for the cfl we think they're going to be playing i believe it looks like they're going to be playing football this year so we're going to talk about that uh we're going to talk a little bit about some gambling i'm a degenerate gambler i love it absolutely and the edmonton football team finally has a new name in the elks we'll touch on that as well mm-hmm. but as usual before we get to all of that this week john you teased us off the top-ish. What's in the glass this week? In the glass this week, because I don't want to sound like Wayne Gretzky at the Kinsman Sports Celebrity Dinner, because, again, many beers while watching that awful Jets game, uh, I recently ordered a 2-4, the summer mix pack from Partake Brewing out of Calgary. For those who have not heard of Partake, it is non-alcoholic craft beer. So tonight, I am trying the Rattler, 
Uh, and I do have to say, uh, I, I've spoken on this podcast before how I like when I get a Rattler to do like a 50-50 half Rattler, half half lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Partick Rattler tastes like that already. It's not too sweet. Uh, it is non-alcoholic, uh, which is big. I'm on a camping trip dangerously close to my wife's due date. So I will be on partake all that time. Uh, and only for those of you who don't care about getting fat, unlike me, 35 calories. But no, it's it's great. It tastes like, like it almost tastes like if I were to mix a Scarf Street Blonde with a Rattler. It's very good. Uh, highly recommend. You can get it online. They ship it right to your door. Yeah, I, I usually order a 2-4 every once in a while from there as well. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Rattler, but uh, the IPA, the Blonde, the Pale are all pretty good. The Red's not bad either. Not really a fan of the Stout, though, so skip that one if you're... Uh, if you're, you're also available in four-packs pretty much at grocery stores everywhere now, so you, you can find it if you're if you're looking for something like that, if that's what you're into, or if you just you know need a few near beers in the house for occasions or for reasons or just because. I mean, I, I don't mind them every once in a while on a school night to be like, you don't really feel like an actual beer tonight, but I kind of want something along those lines then i'll right. usually uh, i'll reach for a partake for sure yeah no i would i would certainly uh certainly give it a recommendation but no i'm uh you may not be a huge fan of it but uh i'm in i'm very much enjoying this rattler uh the rest though jewel are upstairs so after i finish this it will be back to the high test uh which means the taste will get even spicier uh for me since you're currently not drinking booze i am glad to carry the load <laughs> For me, today I picked up the four-pack of the Pile of Bones Double White IPA. Oh, how is it? It's good. It's outstanding. I I wanted to try it. I was going to try it for game one. I was sitting at Sobey's Liquor Store, mm-hmm. and I saw it there. And then I'm like, for a school night on a Wednesday night, I work late shift Thursday. I should not, what is it, 8%? Something like that, yeah. I don't have the can in front it, of me right now, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is not a beer I should be having while watching a Winnipeg Jets playoff game on a school night. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, but it's it comes as advertised. What what would you say is the difference betwixt the double IPA and the IPA, other um, than it being double? It's not it's not as juicy, that's for sure, and okay. it's not it doesn't have that like haziness to it. It's very clear, which kind of surprised oh, okay. me a little bit, but. Yeah, no, the, all the flavors are still there, though, and it's it's definitely amped up a little bit. And, uh-huh. yeah, I felt like something a little stronger tonight. So uh, we went with that. So I guess if I'm drinking a double white IPA, that's like double official beer of the podcast? Something like that? I, 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 I think that is entirely accurate. So you are, like, double showing the love for our sponsor by doubly drinking the official beer of the podcast. I'm doubling down, like you do in gambling. That's right. <laughs> but I'm blackjack reference. Just don't double down on the wrong spot, or otherwise the other people at the blackjack table might try to stab you. It gets really awkward. Mm-hmm. That that is a really awkward game, no, no. Seriously, like you sit down at the blackjack table, especially maybe you're like half in one, and you're at the table and you're just kind of like, yeah, I'll split these fives. And next thing you know, you got some guy that's been sitting there grinding it out for like three hours, shooting you the death glare, and you're wondering. How do I get to my cab without this guy stabbing me? I know that's a very specific story because I've been there. I was going to say that seemed very, like, 
too real to be just sort of off the cuff story. <laughs> oh no, it was real. <laughs> Edmonton, uh, after three doors down at Ooh. Rexall Place, a friend won free tickets. Okay, at least they were free, I guess. But... And off to drive. <laughs> And we went to the Cino afterwards, and uh, yeah, barely made it out alive. So there's uh, there's another story from John's past that I have suddenly brought up. For no apparent reason. Which is also on brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is going to be probably a better reason to go to Edmonton soon, and that would be the return of the CFL, as we've talked about a little bit. It looks very promising right now. Of course, things can still change, and we don't really know for sure. But it I... seems very promising right now that... The CFL is going to, I'm pretty confident that they're going to kick off in August. Yeah. And will it be the August 5th date? I don't know. Um, right. But it, it, does, it does seem pretty realistic. I think even that date at this point seems pretty realistic. That's two months away. Um, vaccinations going pretty well across the country. Saskatchewan well into the second shot. Right. Uh, we're talking a lot about different things going on, different, you know, we're going through the reopening phases. And the interesting one, of course, was the, um, the Timbit that, uh, Premier Scott Moe released recently, which was that should we get to the part of step three, which I, I don't even know what they're calling it, step 3.2 or whatever, right. where, because it's originally step three was 70% of people over 18. Then there was another subsection to that of 70% of people over the age of 12, because we anyone 12 and above can get their shot now. Right. Um, if 70% of those people have their first dose, basically it's doors wide open, everything, the mask mandates are going to be dropped, the whole shebang, everything's basically done at that point. Right. Is what they're saying. And that included the riders would have the capability, you know, whether they choose to go to 100% or not, I guess right away will be a decision that they will have to make. But the riders will have the option, if they choose, to go 100%. Capacity, and we've heard from Alberta as well that Jason Kenny, unsurprisingly, expects the Edmonton Elks, still getting used to saying that, and I know, right? the Calgary Stampeders to be 100% this summer. Which uh, I'm optimistic, I'm enthusiastic, I love hearing the good news. Yes, it's, it's been a long haul, and while I still have, and, and this isn't a shot at the plan. It's not saying that I'm not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea at this point. I don't know. Um, it feels it, weird. It feels. It just feels weird. It feels like it feels weird to go from like zero percent capacity to one hundred percent capacity instantly. Right. Um, maybe the team will decide otherwise. Maybe they will slowly build it up. I don't know. Maybe they might want to do that. It might not be. It might not hurt to look at that. At least maybe start with season ticket holders because they Craig, President Craig Reynolds did say recently that. He was comfortable with that they could open the season with at least their 21,000 season ticket holders. Right, which I don't think is a bad idea. No. Only be but, but on the same note, uh, and again, going back to the disclaimer that we believe science on this podcast, hmm. the amount of outdoor events and the amount of studies related to outdoor events basically says that if you're vaccinated and or wearing a mask, the odds of you catching COVID at an outdoor event are relatively very slim mm -hmm. i although it sounds weird to even say this i wouldn't have a problem being at the home opener with thirty-three thousand at mosaic stadium wall to wall i'd feel great i think the thing i'm gonna 
feel weird about, and you and I were talking about this before we went on air, is the first Blades game I go to indoors. Yeah. You, you and I have plans to spend a weekend at the curling trials here in Saskatoon. Yeah. Feel a little weird about that, right? And the one that I think my biggest mental hurdle, and I'm not saying I won't do it because I'm sure I will because I love lacrosse, <laughs> is going indoors with 15,000 other Rush fans jam-packed into Sastel Center. That, to me, is still the one that, like, I would go after getting my first dose I and everything I've read about outdoor transmissibility. If you told me I could go to Mosaic and watch a Ryder game tomorrow, I would do it. No problem. I still feel a little hesitant about indoor sports, but no, and I don't know how many... I don't know how many people feel like me. I mean, I just, I, I know that you're right. It's, it's optimism. It's hope. It's the fact that, you know, we could be a month from being out of the mask mandate. Yeah. Like I, 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 I went upstairs at work cause we keep our, our branded masks in my boss's office and all of mine were in the wash. So I went upstairs on Monday to grab one from him and, mm. uh, I looked at him and I said, this could be the last mask I need to grab from you. Because, again, by all projections, as long as everybody keeps doing their part, this could be, a like, a month away. And it just, my, I can't wrap my head around it. I just, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's funny because it's only been over a year, but I just, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that I could be at a Ryder game in August. Yeah, and, and I mean, when the mask mandate drops it's going to feel weird to be indoors somewhere for a little bit without it. There's no question right. about it. Right. And I imagine people will still wear it. Oh, and yeah. yep. And if you still want to wear it, it's fine. Do it. Yep. Feel com- If it makes you feel comfortable, if you want to wear a mask indoors for the rest of your life, you do you, man, you do you, but it, it's, if you just, believe it's in fun. freedoms, then you should believe in someone's right to continue to wear a mask if they choose. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. Um, Oh, but you're bang on gas. And it's just nice, though, to see that, you know, everything that that you and I have been discussing on this podcast for the past year and a bit has been speculation. Well, Mm -hmm. maybe will they do this? Will they do this? And then to have the government of Saskatchewan quite literally come out and say, you can fill Mosaic Stadium if you get vaccinated was pretty cool. Now, to piggyback that, as much as we are all looking forward to going to New Mosaic and finding the craft beer corner and having a great time. Don't forget the teams that need you. You know, the riders, I'm not saying the riders don't need you to be in the stands, but you know who does need you to be in the stands even more? The Rams, the Huskies, mm-hmm. the Hilltop. <clears throat> yeah, no question. Like, spend a couple bucks this year, go to a Husky game, go to a Hilltops game, go to a Rams game. Go to a Thunder game. Thunder. I mean, I was with the Hilltops for far too long to think the Thunder, Thunder was a thing. But, uh, you know, I, I, good point, Joel. <laughs> and don't forget about uh, the Valkyries and the Riot as well. Yes, yes. Do not forget about that. Those are the teams that need, that now that it looks like we're coming to the end of this finally, officially, go support those teams. Buy a ticket. Buy a t-shirt buy a beer. I know myself 
I am way more excited to go to a Hilltops game than anything else. I'm excited to sit at Saskatoon Minor football field, drink way too many beer, and because of the one-way-in, one-way-out situation there, walk eight blocks to get a cab that can actually get you to nine mile and a half weeks in time. I've been there. I've been in one at a Hilltops game or two. You got to walk a bit to grab a cab to get you down to nine mile because that's the closest stop down the street. So that is the only thing. Like, like we've had a year where we haven't had this. So go support the guys that need it. Absolutely. And yeah, it's just, and like I said, like I, I don't know if it's good or bad. I have weird feelings about it. Um, it feels a little uncomfortable, but I think no matter when we did it, even if, even if we got to a point where 100% of Saskatchewan people had their two doses, and we were, st- and at that point we were running, you know, 50%, and then they opened up to 100%, it would still be like, oh my god, is this going to be okay? Like, I think there's still just going to be that moment of when you think right. you're just going to think about it until you get through that first game with 30,000 people there, and nothing comes of it, then everyone's just like, <sighs> okay. Right, we're going to be okay. <laughs> that's right. that's just what's going to have to happen, regardless. This isn't about. I don't know if this is too soon. I don't know if this is what they should be doing. To me, it seems like they probably can. Everything seems to be okay. But I also would be perfectly fine with the team deciding. Okay, we're going to slowly build to 100 percent over two or three games. Our boy, Doctor Kyle, didn't shoot it down when they announced it, so that makes me feel good. Yes, that is that is an interesting thing. He didn't really seem to have anything against it, so that's and, that, that's, and, and that's kind of my litmus test here, right? Like, if Doctor Kyle hates it, I'm like, okay, I should probably reevaluate this. But he didn't have anything to say against it. I'm like, okay, this this okay. I I'm feeling even more confident about the season than I have at any point in the past 18 months. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have to actually start thinking about football again soon and um i know we have to start talking about like training camp previews and my training camp preview so far this year just looks like a shrug emoji because i i don't have a clue (laughs) i almost want to pitch that to dunk and be like hey i want to write this outstanding training camp preview piece it's just a shrug emoji because because you're right (laughs) or a season preview it's just a shrug emoji i have no clue (laughs) this is going to be one of the greatest like just messes of a season that you've yeah. ever seen. We don't know who's going to be good. We don't know who's going to be bad. We have some, some feelings, some thoughts, mm-hmm. and then seeing. At, at least the nice thing is, I think it's. I think it's safe to say, with the government saying that you know there's going to be fans in the stands at least out west. You'd have to think that we're probably done with this. Players taking additional pay cut BS, right? So well, other than the percentage than... they've lost because they're not playing 18 games but yes but that's it but that's what i mean you know how, yeah. how the cfl still had on the table that if we don't have fans we need you to take an additional hit kind of thing right like it, it, it's nice to see that let's not go with a labor dispute like let's just play some football everybody get vaccinated and i, I will say and i don't know if this is a cfl or a team mandate the number of players that I've seen lately on social media that are encouraging people to get vaccinated uh, mm. is cool. I, I don't. I, like I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I don't think it's a team mandate. It seems like I mean, Jeremy O'Day's been out talking about it. Greg Reynolds has been talking about it. Now, Shaq Evans has been a very big advocate for it, and he was he was one of those guys that was on the fence. He was. And then yeah, he talked to like he talked to with the team doctors. It was a great story on CBC about it, and he 
he he came out and he said he was like i was on the fence i didn't know and then i talked to the team doctors and they reassured me and then now he's he's all in he's all on board on this so that's great well and i i love i got i (laughs) I gotta give some love for the tweet from cody fajardo too that um i forget he replied to there was some tweet talking about if if anybody had felt side effects from the Mm -hmm. vaccine and cody tweeted that he thought he was throwing the ball farther which is not a side effect for him but a side effect for his receivers that have to run farther to get it and i'm like i like i don't even cheer for this team but man do i want to see cody fajardo do well just that 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 touch of jesus the sprinkles and the corn dogs and i'm it was a quick reminder i'm like oh yeah he's one of two players i'd love to have on this podcast yeah speaking of of course being sergio complete sides side thing i don't know if you remember early on in the like when vaccines really started kind of slowly especially in the states um there was that tiktok video of this woman talking about oh her how her mom just got the shot today and you know there's blah 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 you know she's <laughs> experiencing these side effects because jenny just saw it for the first time on last week tonight a few weeks ago she's yeah. like so mom what's the side effects she's like being a boss ass bitch <laughs> <laughs> I do. I remember seeing that originally, and then yeah, same thing. I saw it. I saw it on last week tonight, and I just oh man, so it's good. being a boss ass bitch, just like Cody saying that now he's overthrowing all his receivers because of his vaccine. Like that's just... it's kind of the sprinkles of Jesus way of saying being a boss ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, while still not exactly that awesome Cody Fajardo kind of character. Yeah, well, if, if Cody Fajardo is throwing the football further than ever before, thanks to the COVID-19 vaccination, that could be some very interesting inside information to know for gambling purposes, which... Fuck, I love your transitions. Holy it shit. It seems like the CFL is going to get a big boon from this because we're basically strokes away from this being approved by the government of Canada. It's running through the Senate still, I believe. Ran through the House of Commons, so... We're basically getting close to royal assent at this point, where single-game gambling will be legal in Canada at some point soon. And by all the estimations, a lot of experts coming out saying this should be $20, $30 million extra for the league, at least for now. Probably only going to get grow larger from there if they're able to do it properly. Which, interestingly enough, wasn't that the number they said they would kind of lose in general every year? Wasn't that the money that they were looking for from the government? So... Mm-hmm. It's almost like the problem's been solved thanks to a whole bunch of degenerate gamblers, including me. Um, Very looking forward to this. I'm surprised it's taking this long, but it's like you and I have talked about solutions for the CFL and other revenue streams that wouldn't completely alter the direction. And gambling is one, and it makes perfect sense. And I, for one, very much look forward to doing some single-game gambling on the CFL, especially those first few weeks of the season where everything is just a complete mess. I feel like a guy could actually make some money this year because I don't know who the hell's going to set the spreads or how you determine anything. So, well, and, and like notoriously, like, I mean, some of the Canadian books might be a little bit better, but notoriously, from what I know from some gamblers, is the CFL, if you know the CFL, it's been easy money because Vegas notoriously just has no, doesn't have a clue how to set the lines on these things. No, the they don't. Uh, it, well, it's like I remember I actually won a little bit of money playing DraftKings because player values were just uh, sorted by an algorithm, right? Mm. 
So a lot of times they wouldn't adjust the value if a guy like was starting. And I'm I'm trying to remember. Like I remember starting. It was like Matt Nichols and like uh, like Ricky Collins for the Riders because both of them were like three grand for because that's what the algorithm said. And I actually did pretty well for those couple weeks. And then the algorithm catches up. But still, it's it's yeah, it, it's one of those things. It, it it makes it way more fun. And when you have money invested the appeal of watching that BC Montreal game that you'd normally don't give a shit about. It's kind of there. Now, if only they could yeah. figure out fantasy fantasy that doesn't suck. Cause that to me is another key. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, maybe not necessarily for revenue, well, like not direct revenue, but in terms of fan engagement, which of course then leads to revenue. Right, exactly, because salary cap, daily fantasy, competing against a bunch of strangers is not the way to go. You need head-to-head, solid fantasy that I know Fantas A was a site that was a few years ago. It had its own faults, but it was great. You actually head-to-head with your buddies and do a proper draft. This half-assed TSN salary cap thing, is it's not fun. You can't trash talk anybody, right? So it's a step in very much the right direction for the league, and I'm glad that the government has removed butt uh removed head from buttocks to make this happen um and yeah it's gonna make the league more money once we're back in the stands it leads to more money for the players everybody's happy it's a great thing and i'm glad that they finally got it done yeah and and i mean it feels like there's been a bit of a shift because i think some the league and some people are starting to realize what this could mean for the league right and with the turns of the talks with the XFL, the narrative seems to be shifting online a little bit about this. There was John Ryan was saying earlier in the week, he, you know, people he knows within the XFL didn't seem like they were talking merger very much. Um, I know some of the other guys, you know, Dave Naylor, Farhan Lalji, everyone else who was talking about this a lot early on and were very bullish about it mm-hmm. seemed to be backing off a little bit. So I'm kind of reading the tea leaves with that a little bit. It kind of feels like, okay, maybe this isn't what a lot of people thought it was. And maybe this gambling money is the start of the difference to put this league in a solid financial footing where it doesn't require outside help to survive. Well, and that's exactly it. I I, I think the gambling money emerging at the same time where the XFL merger talk has essentially gone away outside of some loud melts on the dark alleys of Twitter... um, I don't think it's a coincidence, no. right? You know, you've basically got the government supporting the CFL without, like, really having to put skin in the game. So I'd say that's a win for everybody involved. And you're right. It just it kind of seems like all the XFL talk has just essentially gone away. Uh, and maybe, again, it's because I have certain accounts and certain people <laughs> muted when it comes to this as I, you know, set up my own echo chamber. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it seems like from the mainstream, at least it's gotten a lot less insufferable. Mm, definitely. What else is also a lot less insufferable right now is the name of the Edmonton football team. Yes. Yes. Finally, after what is over a year yeah, ago they have, where they, they dropped have... the former name. And they were the Edmonton football team for one non-existent season. So I guess in a sense, it worked out for them in that regard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only team that really uh, had to not have that awkward football team moniker because yeah. of COVID. So there are small victories. In now Washington, I kind of like it in Washington, though. 
because people have really seemed to have adopted it. And like you watch like Red Zone and they're calling them the football team and everyone just calls them the football team. And there's a lot of chatter that they might just keep the Washington football team. So I don't know. For some reason, for them, it works. You, you know, you're right. For some, And it's weird how, how you can say that because you're absolutely right with that, Joel, because yeah. it felt right mm-hmm. for Washington. Probably because never... I was just calling them the Washington football team for so long that once they started calling themselves that, it just felt natural. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and the logo is cool and they like – they came out yeah. with that new logo that's like not to give Dan Snyder credit for anything, but no, exactly. But they they came out the the new logo that was pretty cool, basic, like yeah, yeah. It it it, it felt more right calling them the Washington Football Team than it was ever calling them the Edmonton Football Team. I I, yeah, I would agree with that. I have no rhyme or rationale to explain this in my bones, but it just felt better. Yeah, and. You're right. Maybe I, because I'm, they I'm, actually played games and that made a difference. Like having I, like having I, broadcasters I, I call them that kind of you kind of get used to that just what they're called. We never really got the opportunity to watch the Edmonton football team. No, no, and you're bang on to that. And, and you mentioned like red zone. I remember the first yeah. year when they were Washington football team. You're like, yeah, the football team. That's... Yeah, and I, and I just love that people dropped Washington and just said, now we're checking in on the football team. <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of it was like funny at first. It was kind of like, dumb and it worked and it was great and it's it's very it's almost very un NFL because it's there's no like great brand behind it. It's not like the shield. There isn't this thing. It's kind of this right. dumb sort of thing that worked, and it, right. that, that feels more like a college thing than an NFL thing to me. But regardless, it worked. Wait, <laughs> it worked. And and I don't know if we would have grown to love the Edmonton football team, but I don't know. Um, I like Elks. So I, I, yep. I, that was one of the first front runners. I believe it was. Jim Mullen, who is now the president of Football Canada, mm-hmm. that came out and said they should be the elk or elks. And he was all about the horns and the helmet. And he was basically sh- shouting this from the rooftops from day one, right? Yeah. And, and he you was, know, yeah. it, it, spoken about Jim Mullen and, and his influence on football and, and, and all the things he's done here in Canada on top of now being the president of Football Canada. So I, I, I was already like all in on elk, mm-hmm. just from reading Jim's Twitter feed, and then so was see, I. Like... I think I'd, I'd, I think I was originally with Empire, but I definitely moved over to elk as time went on. Yeah, yeah, Empire would would be cool. Um, it wouldn't have been a bad name. Um, yeah. but with elk coming out that like really timeless looking logo too was a big part of it. Yeah, like they they kind of nailed it right, like. Mm-hmm. The video the, they put out the day where they announced it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's funny. I I never ended up seeing the video. It was just it was it's been a busy week at work, but uh it was just it was one of those things that it fit. It was a name that you kind of thought was coming and then with the logo being the logo sold it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I it, know it's that... new, but it kind of looks like it's been a logo for a team for a while rather than some like weird new age thing like teams in the XFL or this new USFL or the right. spring league have right where you're trying to be cutting edge, but it's kind of weird and cartoonish and weird. Well, that's it. You, it has a timeless iconic look mm-hmm. despite only being around for a hot minute, basically. Yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.